speaking of this people, saying, Say not a confederacy to all them to whom this people shall say, A confederacy. Neither fear he their fear, nor be afraid. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. And he shall be for a sanctuary. Thank God. And he shall be for a sanctuary. But for a stone of stumbling, and for a rock of offense, boat to the houses of Israel, amen, for gin and for a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble and fall and shall be broken and be snared and be taken. Bind up the testimony. Seal the law among my disciples. And I will wait upon the Lord that hide his face from the house of Jacob. And I will look for him. Behold, I am the children whom the Lord hath given me for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts which dwelleth in Mount Zion. Verse 16 says, Bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples. Verse 18 said, You're looking at the children that God has given me. Lord Jesus, how excellent is your name in all the earth. One more time in your presence. Till you come, we shall continue to do this. Bless your word. Send special anointing. Help us, I pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. I want to ask you a question that every person on earth have to answer one time or another. Am I a fan of Jesus? Am I a follower of Jesus? Or am I a disciple of Jesus? There are three groups of people in this church right now. Some are fans. Some of you are followers. And some of you are disciples. We can't be all three. You got to be one or the other. A football game, 20 guys come to run up and down, chase a pigskin. 80,000 people come. There are two groups of people at that game. You got those that are fans, and you got those that are just spectators, followers. But one thing is unique about them both is that none of them are involved personally in the game. But they're all there. So really, when you simmer it down, all you have are two groups of people. Viewers and doers. Did you come this morning just to view us? Or did you come this morning to be a part 
of what taking place. Why did you come? What brought you here? Just to be a spectator instead of far off and looking and evaluate what you're looking at? Or did you come to be a participant? You see, Jesus in his day had both. There are those that I've said, and they followed Jesus. They followed Jesus. They were in the thousand, three thousand, five thousand, and I'm sure there's a whole lot more because children weren't counted. It's counted as men. When you count the women, probably got ten thousand and a whole lot more. And he himself one time spoke of John the Baptist. His fame spread abroad and rumors got out. And the Bible said John had a fan. Herod was his fan. And then it says the crowd. And they flocked John because he was a burning light. After 400 years of silence, John came on the scene and preached like no man had ever seen and heard. And they flocked him. They crowded him. And John looked at the Pharisees and the Sadducees and he said, Who hath warned you? To come to my baptism. And he said to them, bring forth fruit, meat for repentance. And the Bible said, John took a look at the soldiers and told them, be content with your wage. Do violence to no man. Herod loved it. And then John said something that let you know. What spectators are all about. Spectators are there because they're curious. It's not because they believe the report. It's not because they want to be a part of the, what's going on. They're just curious, wondering what is going on. I need to look and take a look and figure out what's going on. But as far as being a part of it, no. So John, as powerful as he was, he only had 12 disciples. And we read about them in Acts chapter 19. These were the disciples of John. And when John pointed his finger at uh, Herod and said, It's unlawful that man, that, you, that woman in your bed is not your wife. You've got no right to go to bed with her. She's your brother's wife. I said, Herod's face dropped. <laughs> he quit being a spectator. He quit being a fan. And he got upset at the message. You see, the Word of God will classify us and put us into category. The common word today is don't judge me, don't judge, don't, 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 don't judge. But you know, when you preach God's Word, you don't have to judge. It will classify who you really are. You may dress the part and look the part and smell the part, even talk the part. 
But when the word of God is preached, it will find you. It will define you. It will tell you where you really belong. And there is no error with God's word. God knows your number. He knows where you live. And if God wants a warrant for your arrest, he can find you. And John point to him. And suddenly he's no longer a fan. <laughs> he's now an enemy. You know the story. He lost his head. The first opportunity they got to kill the preacher, they did. Because he preached what they did not want to hear. Amazing. Amazing. So they put his head on the charger. Get his head and put his head on there. But they forgot one thing. The word of God is not bound. You can't arrest the word of God. You can't silence the word. You may silence the preacher. But you can't silence the word. You may move far from the influence of the preacher. But you can't move from the influence of the word. For God's word has like a hammer. That rent the rock in twain. And God knows how to reach us. No matter how far we go. If I go into the heavens, he's there. If I go to the depth of the ground, he's there. If I make myself in hell, he'll find us. God's word is a searchlight. And so the crowd, amen, disappeared and John lost his head. In the game, you got those who will sit back in the armchair and tell the players how the game should be. But they're not involved in the game. They don't plan to be a part of the game. They're just viewers. They're not doers. Amen. And if you're just a viewer, the chances are you're just a fan of Jesus or just a follower of Jesus. But you're sure not a disciple of Jesus. And you may fool the rest of us. And you may cry, Lord, 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 and sound very methodical and melodious, but you can't fool him. Because when he responds, I never knew you. What he's saying is we never had a relationship which are found with disciples. You know, our world have come to a place where we can have iconic preachers now on television. On video, we can have Iconics. And I got my favorite fan preacher. That's my preacher. That's my favorite preacher. Oh, he tells me what I want to hear. He tells me smooth things. He tells me nice things. He tells me. But he never deal with my sins. Never deal with my rebellion. Never deal with the thing that God said must be set right. That's my preacher. Hello? I thought there's a man sent from God. Not somebody voted by some people. But a man sent from God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. 
Well, John was sent from God. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and so we found out they killed John, and then they disappeared, and then Jesus rose up. And Jesus began to do signs and wonders. You know, like they look at Jesus Christ like a football player, a quarterback. <laughs> He's got their fans, got fans out there, fans of Jesus. Oh, oh, I just love Jesus. Yeah, until he said the wrong thing. He's got his followers. Preacher, I come in that church as long as you don't touch my sacred cow. Don't touch my sacred cow. Don't talk about where I'm living. And so Jesus works signs and wonders and miracles and great feet like no man has ever I mean, they flatter him. They want to make him king. They said, let's make him king because he has not yet touched where they're living. So like the football players, they got their fans. But, you know, sometimes the fans turn on their players. Sometimes the spectators turn on the players. Amen. And do a lot of things that are not right and what you have is the players realize that those guys in the bleachers and those guys up there, all they are are just viewers. They're not doers. And it doesn't matter how, how, what distance they follow. Amen. They never get on the playground and play a touchdown. But they can tell you who should have touched down and when they should have touched down etc. and so on. And if you don't touch down the way they want to touch down, they're going to change support. Hello. So Jesus Christ, that's how they throng him. They followed him. And then Jesus Christ, some of their satirical said, somebody touch me. Lord of mercy. And the twelve said, Lord, get serious. We know you're unique, but please talk to us. What do you mean somebody touch you? He said, yes, somebody touched me. He said, Lord, there's a crowd here, 3,000, 5,000 people are here. And you're saying somebody touch you? I said, he's crazy. He said, well, I felt virtue. I felt something connected out of me to somebody in this mob. And I'm not losing my mind. Hallelujah. Somebody touched me and a frail little voice says, it's me. Oh Lord. It's me. Oh Lord. The disciples looked at Jesus and thought, this is crazy. That woman exudes faith. Not fake. Faith. That touched God. What he was all about. And I'm telling you, my friend, Jesus knows the fake from the real. 
He knows the genuine and the counterfeit. And when they really touched him, he said, this is not the touch of a spectator. This is not the touch of just a fan. This is a touch of a believer. A believer become a receiver. And a receiver is not a deceiver. Somebody touch me. We can have three people in one pews and Amy and one get touched and the others are not. Because everybody's not a disciple. Some are just a fan of Jesus. Some are just a spectator. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Now I want to say, you precious saints of God and all that here today, don't get me wrong. I love visitors. I was a visitor one time in church. So was Jesus. He visited us. Amen. Praise God. But in my home, there's a difference between a visitor and brethren. A visitor don't plan to stay. But the bloodline is connected. Amen. And so the question we must ask yourself, am I a fan of Jesus? Am I a fan of Jesus? What am I motivated by? What, what is it that brought me to church this morning? We're glad you're here. Where else shall I go? This is it. But why did we come? Why did the crowd leave their home and follow Jesus? Why did they follow him? The Lord picked up one time and said to them, they said, who seek ye? They said, Jesus. He said, you are following me for the loaves and the fishes. What is he saying? Your reason for being attracted to me is good, but not good enough. The loaves and the fishes don't last too long. Hallelujah. You need to choose that bread that came down from heaven. And they said, Lord, give us that bread. And then the Lord began to, <laughs> amen, speak. Uh, I mean, it was sermonizing and said, I am, my flesh is meat. And I am the bread of life. And church, here's where God began to find out who the disciples are who the fans are and who the spectators are when he said that when he said that the Bible said a crowd of three to five thousand shrunk down to twelve it don't take much to move you from a church if you're just a spectator if you are just a fan. Because when the team start losing, my friend, the fan going to quit and change sides. The spectator don't even have the commitment the fan has. There's a greater commitment in the fan than a spectator. A spectator is more curious, but not that emotionally involved as the fan is. And there are different levels of emotionalism in this church. 
and they walked out of Jesus. And when the Lord looked, I mean, in a other 12 boys are standing there he said will you go also this is not to go and this is to stay he said will you go also you just heard the sermon what are you going to do about it and so they're looking at each other now he's talking to men who left their occupation to follow him he's talking to men that left their fisher's net to follow him. He's talking to men that left their family to follow him. He's talking to men that left the bear of their dad to follow him. He's talking about the people that are totally committed. They're not just hearers of his sermons or viewers of his miracle, but doers of his saying. And he looked at them. And Peter spoke up and said, Lord, to whom else can we go? Where else can we go? That's the difference in the last days. Churches have spectators, fans, and disciples. You're not all the same. Now, I know God bless all three, but he only claim one. <laughs> my disciples, great peace of they that love my laws, and nothing shall offend them. Am I just an emotional disciple? There are four grounds, and all three of them are emotional. Um, the fourth one was really of any value. Hello. My question. Why did I come to Jesus? Because I'm curious. Why was I attracted to him? For the loaves and the fishes? For the handout? Why did I come to Jesus? Just to soothe my conscience? Why? Did I come? There's a crowd of people. They throng Jesus. They throng Jesus. And there's a little short guy called Zacchaeus. He, he's pretty <laughs> short. He can't, you know, he comes short as far as the crowd is concerned. And he wants to see Jesus real bad. Everybody is pushing on Jesus and shoving on Jesus and handling Jesus. But this guy said, my God, the crowd is too big. I can't get to him. So he climbed up a tree. Are you willing to climb that tree to get to Jesus? And when you go up there, what are you going to do? Just be a spectator or a participator? What are you going to become when you get in contact with Jesus? And so he said, I got to see Jesus. I got to see him. But not because I'm curious. I want to know who he is and what he's all about. And Jesus, knowing his heart, walked deliberately under that tree and stood right there, ignore the spectators, ignore the fans, and look up at a prospective disciple. 
and said, come on down. Come on down. I came down to see you. You don't have to go up to meet me. I came down already. Come on down. Get down off your pride and pumped. Positive. Come on. Amen. And your braggadociousness. Humble yourself and come on down. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what real disciples are like. He said, I'm going to your house. Can you take Jesus to your house? Brady, come to your house. He's not coming as a fan or a spectator. He's coming to be a transformer. Uh, oh, come on now. He wants to change who you are. He wants to change your carnal nature and give a divine nature. He wants to change your, 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 your carnality and give a spirituality. He wants to change your image and give you a glorious image. I'm going to your house. I'm not coming because you're my fan. I'm not coming because you just follow me. I'm coming to your house because you're, you're, you want to become a disciple. Zacchaeus, search your Bible. Zacchaeus knew what it meant to be a part of Jesus. He said, Lord, if I have, not if you know he has, <laughs> he's robbed a lot of people. <laughs> he's a tax collector. He stole, he's, he robbed people. But here's what Jesus is bringing on this man. A real disciple have no problem repenting. Fans and followers get offended. Disciples get pricked in their heart. Followers get cut to their heart. And that's the difference. And Jesus came not looking for fans our followers are just viewers. He's looking for doers. He that hear these sayings of mine and doeth them, I liken him to a wise man that built his house upon the rock. And don't find offense in that rock, but find a stepping stone. Hallelujah. Highway to heaven. A highway to glory. Amen. A disciple is somebody who's committed to Jesus. So why did I come to your house? He said, salvation is come to your house. There are people who want to be saved. There are people who think they're saved, and there are people who know they're saved. Which one are you? Want to be saved? Think you're saved? Or know you're saved? Because the Lord knows them that are His. You see, the, the casual person, they're not committed. They stand afar off, but they draw nigh. Ain't with their lips. But the committed is devoted. The other two are looking for convenience. Amen. But the sapper is devoted. The follower and the fans, they want something cheap. But you can't offer to God that which costs you nothing. It costs you to live for God. He's going to demand that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which he called reasonable service. And that's when the crowd falls off. Beloved, I enjoy you on Sunday. I enjoy whenever you come. But I want to tell you, friend, it's not going to be like this on Tuesday and Friday. 
It's not going to be like this. Shakamahai. You see, the fan and the spectator is just an admirer. They affiliate God. The disciple Agapio God. I love him. Praise God. You see, the, the viewers, they come as my people, God said, to Israel. And they sit as my people, God said, to Israel. And they hear the saying of the prophet. But they're not going to do what they're hearing. Because they're not disciples. They're just a fan. They're just a spectator. They're just a viewer. They're not doers. And the Lord said, it's not the viewers or the hearers who are justified before God. It's the doers. God will not bless you based on your hearing, amen, and your viewing. But it's your doing. Go do that and live. The rich young ruler ran to Jesus. And he had to answer the same question I'm asking you. Oh, good master, good master. What must I do to inherit eternal life? That sounds pretty serious, doesn't it? That's a serious question. He sounds sincere. Is he really? No. He wants to see how far he can push Jesus. Is that what like I am? are but I'm going there last I'm going there last he ran to Jesus it looked like he was a fan of Jesus he was just a spectator of the Lord he didn't plan just like you don't plan to do everything God says you will do some things but not all things <laughs> You're like Jacob, you know. You're setting away the things you don't want. But the things you really want, you keep it from God. It was easier to send Leah down the road and all the concubines. But send Rachel, never in your life. But I love. But God would not talk to him until he sent Rachel down the road and buried her. And then God spoke to him. Good master, what must I do to have eternal life? Every church in town said a statement, including this church. We don't, the people on the pews have their favorite preachers that give them the gate they like. Preacher, if you can just widen the gate for us, I'll be a member of your church. Preacher! If you can just lower the standard, I'll, I'll join you. But if you can't do that, you're not my icon. Bye-bye, love. Bye-bye, happiness. Goodbye, preachiness. I think you're going to die without me. <laughs> Lord says, keep those things. Yes, good. But one thing you lack, Commitment. To be a disciple, it means 
a disciplined follower, a student of the teachings of Christ. And when the Lord told him, go sell all that you have and give it to the poor and come and take up the cross and join these disciples. I will not let you join these boys who gave up all to follow me and make you come in some other door. They gave up all to follow me and I must let you in? No, I'm not going to do it. I got news for some of you. You're going to be shocked when the rapture takes place. You will be left behind. You're just too heavy. The things you're hanging on to going to hold you back. You don't believe it? You wait and see. I'm going to give you time, but the time will come. We're going to look back at this service. Remember, I told you so. You did not become a disciple. You were just fond of Jesus. You were just a spectator of Jesus. Paul says, I count all things lost. I believe Apostle Paul took the place of that rich young ruler. They're in the same age bracket. One young ruler says, Lord, I've given up all and counted it done to follow. The That's commitment. Commitment leads to communion. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And this guy said, no, sirree. And he walked away. You think you get religion? He found another church. He found another Jesus. You said, Pastor, there is no other Jesus. I can prove to you there is. Second Corinthians chapter 11. Go then and check. And verse 1 to 8, there is another Jesus. There is another gospel who will open the door wide for you and allow you to do what you feel like. But if any man is in Christ, he's a brand new he will not patch up religion and salvation together. Religion is man-made. Salvation is God-sent. He said, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say? Uh -oh. Another Jesus, another spirit. There are, there are the doors, other gates. Do you know right now, in England right now, they're going to baptize a baby. The Archbishop of Canterbury are going to baptize a baby and, and use the River Jordan water and sprinkle. You know, make it very spiritual. Get River Jordan water and sprinkle on that baby. And say, you baptize that Jordan just like Jesus. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It's not going to work. They're just a fan of of Jesus but they're not a disciple of Jesus let's worship God am I going to somebody here come on somebody what is God looking for from this church now I can't speak to anybody else you know I'm just going to speak to those who want to be a part of this church you know you're just as on the same level as everybody else you know what God's looking for guess what True worshipers. I've had people leave this church.
because they like what I preach. But I also had people who stay because what I preach. Jesus had people who left him because of what he said. And had people that cleaved to him because of what he said. The Father is seeking true worshipers. Lord, what? True worshipers. How? That worship him in spirit and in absolute truth. In other words, when I came to church, I was a new convert. I can be a new convert. I can have a lot of baggage on. A lot of baggage on me. I did a lot of things that God didn't like, and they're none of your business what I did, but I did a lot of bad stuff. But when I came, God cut them off. God chopped them off. God said, you're going to walk with me. You can't keep that on. You can't wear that. You can't do that. You just can't. And I said, God, what can I do? <laughs> he said, do you have time? <laughs> Hello? And he opened up his lot. He said, I want you to have, first of all, the mind of Christ. I want you to receive the spirit of Christ. I want you to become the body of Christ. I want you to become the members of Christ. And if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. One guy told me one day, you know, we first came to make Mary, and we just came here, and no, nobody to, to talk to preach to. And the guy came in there, and he did me a favor. He showed up. He did me a favor. He showed up. Well, I just preached like I've always been taught to preach and preach what I did. When I was done, boy, he didn't slap me on the back. He told me off. I sure don't have a fan here. Anything but a fan. He said, you keep preaching that? Now, this is my beautiful wife right here. Stand up, sister. Stand up. Come on, show your beauty off. Don't be a fast tie. Stand up. Come on, uh. I excommunicate you. <laughs> show your face around. Come on, look around. There she is. Woo-hoo. <laughs> almost 40 years of that stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> She's going to tell me off when I get home. <laughs> the war is that when I get home. <laughs> but I'll win anyhow. But you know what? You berated me. But I was smart to realize it's not by might. Not my power. It's by my spirit, says God. And God says, if I don't draw them, you can't keep them. If God don't build a house, you don't have a house. If God don't lay the foundation, you're a slippery slope, my friend. This church, on Christ the soul, rock I stand, every other ground is sinking sand. That's what this church is all about. Church, I don't plan to be left behind. I plan to be caught up. Not dug up, caught up. I said, plan to be caught up, not dug up. I went to England. Far, far apart, the first fell apart. And pick out a rose, my wife. I said, will you marry me? She finally said, yes. She got smart. She said, yes. When she said yes, I said, well, you know what that mean, eh? The name Need is not very popular, 
Well, that's the name we want to offer you. Now, you know what her name was? Gray. Who wants the name Gray? I'm going to change that name to Neil. Wisdom. Blessing. <laughs> Prosperity. <laughs> but what she said to me, I want to be called Neil Gray. Out. Next. <laughs> Jesus, in closing, will not have a hyphen girlfriend. He wants a bride. He don't want a concubine. He wants a wife that takes on his name. It's my people which are called by my name. So what? Humble themselves. Praise God. So what? Humble themselves. Now, church, I want to ask you right now. At the cross, we could see who's who. Jesus on the cross, Peter falling afar off. And Peter revealed something about himself that he didn't know. He was not a disciple of Jesus. And the girl said he was. And he said, I am what? I am not. I don't know the man. Boy. I don't experience him. And then that girl keep picking on him. I don't know why he didn't slap her and send her away. But she keep picking on him. Like an old badger. <gasps> you want to grow off to you something. Hey, Peter. <laughs> I can tell a story. I was at Nate. I was teaching a Bible study. Newcomer, trying to work for God. And I'm teaching a Bible study, and I got to start teaching. And then I, I hold slew of kids came to my class. And I started teaching who Jesus is, and everybody's happy. All I had was a crowd, but they weren't committed. They weren't committed. I didn't know anything. But they came, and I thought, whoa, they love Jesus. Woo! So I started teaching one God, one faith, one baptism. Amen. Then the crowd started disappearing. And then finally, one more time, I one guy in the, in the group said, hey, listen to him. He's a man. I'm not kidding. He's a man of God. He's all right. I thought, God, what spirit is this one? And then God told me what spirit it was. And so I said, next week I'll deal with him. Next week I said, so-and-so is none of God, none of the truth. Friend, his hair, a line out, stood right up like a porcupine. Long before you dressed, your head dressed this came on. I mean, it was like a starch up. His eyes turned glossy. And it rolled and looked at me. And then he came towards me. I thought he was going to punch me out. He grabbed me and fell on the floor and screamed as if I was killing him. And I thought, this guy's going to hurt me pretty soon. So I said, hey, call security. <laughs> now, if I was spiritual enough, I said, in Jesus' name. But I wasn't that spiritual. I didn't know Jesus that much. I was just still a fan of Jesus. 
So the guy I'm trying to win said, come on, Neil. If you were that good, you'd have said in Jesus' name, I rebuke him. I said, well, I don't know what that is, but call security right now. Get him off, get him off my foot. It's going to hurt me. <laughs> Hallelujah. But when you know that you know that you know him, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. I was a fan. I was a spectator. But church one day, I crossed the line and said, I want to become a, a believer. I want to become a receiver. I want to become a disciple of Jesus. Do you want to become a disciple of Jesus? Let's all stand. Oh, hallelujah. If any man come after me, let him take up his cross and follow me. I want to be a follower of Jesus. But I want to be a disciple. I was preaching one time. I was learning how to preach. Now you boys, listen to your sideburns and all that stuff. Give them the church I come from. You couldn't do it. You go, Phew. I got, you know, these new pants came in. I just got saved. And the preacher figured that I should learn how to preach. So he got me preaching on Friday night. Hello. And my wife said, don't wear that trousers. <laughs> Come on, there's nothing wrong with it. He says, don't wear it. So I wore that trousers to church. You know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. One of those trousers that he figured it was not manly enough, it was otherwise. And the flares out there and it tight at the back and all that stuff. <laughs> and I'm preaching. And he's saying, Oh, hallelujah, oh, hallelujah. There you are. Hallelujah. I lost my anointing. I forgot the message. I couldn't go any further. I knew I'm on trial now. So he saw something I didn't know about. When the church was over, he says, come here. I didn't want to go to his office. He said, come here. I said, Pastor, my wife told me, and I didn't listen to her. I know where you're going. We know I submit. Commitment. Would you bow your heads to Jesus right now? I want to be a cleaver, a doer, a committed, a covenant of sacrifice. I want to go beyond touching him. I want to, I want to possess him. Many are called, but few are chosen. I saw that church rise and fall. I saw them come and they leave. But I said to my wife, we're not leaving. We're staying. We're hanging on. I'm committed. To Jesus, I didn't understand everything that was taught, but the one thing I could trust Jesus. When you're a disciple, you are committed. Who is God talking to right now? The girl said, "Peter, you're one of them." He said, "No, I'm not." And to prove it, he cussed and he swore. I know there are religion that made a pitch for my life and they offer me an easy believism salvation they offer me an easy road I know what they're offering me but I said no I want to make it in 
Is your disciple here? Is your disciple here? I don't want to be a fan. I don't want to be a spectator. I want to be a doer. Come on, beloved. Come on. You're going to pay off? He said, get my, my servants, which have made a come to me. Come on. Don't be worried about the crowd. You're touching Jesus. The rest are not touching him. You're feeling what they're not feeling. When I got saved that Friday night, I was the only one in that church service that felt what I felt and cried like I cried. Nobody else felt it, but God was making a disciple of me. Anybody else? Would you come right now? I'm not just a fan of Jesus. I'm not just a fan of the preacher or a spectator of the church. I'm a disciple of Jesus. I'm a disciplined follower. I want to give my life and my time and my all to Jesus. Come on. I was a fan. I was a spectator. But I crossed the line.